Galaxy Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Geldesy Pod Podcast. It's a little bit of a chiller episode this evening, but I'm joined as usual by my esteemed colleagues and hosts, co-hosts, Noah, the commish, with a cheese Danish, Geld, <laughs> and Zach, Bullzach, Geld. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Is he, are you officially the last person to keep their name the same the whole time? No, you've changed your name. See, I don't know if Zach's ever changed his name. Yeah. When you have a classic name like that, you can't. I'm at the point now where I'm, I think I'm sticking with mine. A Tribe Called Jeff is probably for the it's long run. One. Yeah. So we'll have a special guest coming up here in just a few minutes. But first, we just want to go quickly over the standings to see where everybody is at, to see what the last two weeks have had in store. And I feel like there's been some 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 movement in the standings. I mean, I think the last time we spoke, Mark and Brandon were one, two. And one of them has stayed up there. The other one's fallen off a little bit. Which one? Brandon slid down the down the polls just a just a few slots. He's still in those playoff <laughs> positions, so you know. But the top, the top eight, nine, ten, are all you know. Everyone's really bunched together here. There's nothing. There's not a lot of separation. Yeah, there's. It could literally change. It could flip flop tomorrow. Not tomorrow, but the end of the week. You know what I mean? It's still early. You know, we're approaching that uh, pickup deadline date. July first, people. And uh, I feel like that's when it gets serious. Okay, so a quick recap of where we are in the standings. Coming in at number 12, it's the little baby bro, Zach Geld, hacking Zach Bulls, standing at a 21-44 and record. We're going to look to see him come back here in the next couple weeks. He's seven games out of 11th place, so he's got some work to do. We'll see what he does next up as Turd, the Max Fisher Ferguson, 28-37, and 37, 10 games out of first place. So you can see how the standings are very tight right now. 10 games out of first place. It's anyone's game. Coming in at number 10 is the three-peat champion, Max Barton, with the replay luck clover trophy googly eyes team name. Come on, Max. I think it's time you got a real team name. We all know that you've won over and over and over again, but let's go. We have to call you something. We can't just keep calling you the champ unless that's your plan. Coming in at number nine, DL15 Chasers. It's not even called the DL15 anymore. It's called the IL10, IL7. What are you doing, man? But anyway, he's ninth place, 32 and 42, right there approaching the 500 line. He's six and a half games out of first place. And we're going against each other this week, so we'll see what happens. But maybe, just maybe, he'll overcome me and he'll take a top spot. Coming in at number eight, Houston No Mask, Arthur Thomas, down in Houston, Texas. 33 and 34, just below that 500 mark. Six games out of first place. It's anyone's game. Who knows what's going to happen? Let's go to number seven. It's our boy, Jake Murdoch, FBI captain of the year, Tulsa, Oklahoma, two kids killing it in life. He is right there on the 500 line. Let's go team Murdoch. Let's maybe create a real team name so that it looks like you're actually paying attention. All right. And coming in at number six, the halfway mark is the commish Noah Geld. It's 33 and 32 started off the season hot he was everyone's pick to click what's going on he's falling down a little bit let's see him try to build it back up 
get back on track and start to climb back up that ladder. Coming in at number five, another guy who's fallen down the rankings, but only three and a half games out of first place. It is the steroid era. Brandon, the original hitman heart sitting at 34 and 30. I think we'll see some good things out of Brandon. We'll see. I don't know. He's got a tough matchup this week, but we'll see what happens coming in at number four. The man, the myth, the Fernando mania, Fernando on the IL, but doesn't stop him from naming his team after him. It's Daniel Save the baby. He's in Boston. He's cheering for his Celtics this coming weekend. We'll see what happens. He's sitting at 33 and 29, three and a half games out of first place. Hey, it's anyone's game. Next up, number three in third place, yours truly, the man who's going to win the season. A tribe called Jeff Geld. Here we go. 36 and 28. Looking good. Playing DL 15 chasers this week. We'll see what happens. Number two is our bookkeeper, Adam. Schneeberger, Tulsa, Oklahoma native, 37 and 27, my friends. He is a half a game out of first place. Really did a quick climb up the leaderboard. He was sitting at the bottom half just a couple weeks ago. And now look at him, baby. He's number two. And finally, now in our top spot, I see you, baby. It's Alan Merck. He's been there all season. Who's going to be the one to knock him off? We'll see coming up. And now back to the show. I've taken an interesting approach this week based on my standing. So I was like second to last place. And then I had a couple of good weeks. Thank you very much. And so now I've decided that this week is less important because that, that deadline's coming up. So I went and I can talk about this now. I can put it out in the public and share Alice. it with the world. Oh, a little confidential um, informant here. Well, let me get out my pen and paper. I am basically reserving two bench spots right now for... The number two and number three prospects in all of baseball. Must be nice not to have injuries to take up those bench spots. I well, there are injuries involved. That's why I'm taking a risk this week. I'm, I'm being basically like I'm gonna let these guys. I'm gonna have some empty spots this Who week. Who you playing? But uh, I'm playing. I'm playing. That's you know, deal fifteen. You know, that so, is some gene disrespect. 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 Who are the two that you you scooped up? So I picked up Grayson Rodriguez. From the uh, Orioles, who stud? Go look at him up. It's everything stud pitcher. Uh, he's basically Rushman's battery in the, in the minor leagues. They were kind of supposed to come up together. Mm. Rushman beat him to it. Uh, but this guy's throwing, you know, averages ten strikeouts a game, 50, oh, wow. 57, 13K to, to walk ratio. He's doing very good things. Uh, hopefully, getting called soon. And then the other guy I picked up was this uh, this uh, Riley Green fellow. Uh, on Detroit, they're comparing him to Miggy already. Wow, he hasn't even That's a been comparison. There. So, has he been called up yet? He has not been called up yet. How long are you going to ride this, Charlie? I think that he's going to be called up soon. If he's not called up in the next, like by the end of this week, I think he's going to be called up. If he's not, I'll give him one more week, and then I gotta, I gotta reconsider. But I feel like I'm taking a, a risk this week. It's kind of a low risk though, because I'm in third. It's a long season. Six teams make it. Um, but if these guys work out, I mean, that's two, that's two solid keepers and just studs. I picked up the Brewers' number one prospect pitcher. He started today. He did all right. Who's that? Uh, Smalls. I picked him up just for the name. That's <laughs> a great name. It is a great name. All right. So Adam Plural is here. There he is. What's going on, man? What are the gelds doing? We're talking geld to see. What's going on with you? I had to go wake up the wife, ask her for a computer. Ask for, her, for okay. a password, go to the garage, set it up. Here I am. 
Good for you, huh? Yeah. Glad you made it. How was the PGA? It was awesome. I think uh, Tulsa needs to host an event like that every year, something like that. Um, every year. I well, mean, as long as they're charging $19 for beer, that's crazy. You spend about 50 bucks twice, and you're like, I don't know if I need to drink any more beer. I think it's not doing any good. So That's fair. <laughs> I have to say, when I was watching, I thought Justin Thomas reminds me of you a lot. Anybody else? I can see it. I appreciate that, actually. He's pretty hard on himself. He's uh, a serious, hard worker. He's Here he goes. Uh, he's a guy I'd like to be around, hang around. What's holding you back from being a professional Justin Thomas level golfer? Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure it's a fact that I'm not that great. Even when okay. I practice, I don't okay. even think the amount of times I practice, it will ever become that great. So it's a skill <laughs> thing. It's a skill thing. It's not a commitment thing. No, it sounds like a, it sounds like a commitment thing. Yeah. And once you have a baby, now uh, she's going to be the LPGA. It's no longer about me, guys. Got Start it. up young, Got baby. He's on the bag now. Yep. Caddy Schnee. Yeah, everyone says, what's she going to do, golf or soccer? I'm like, is that even a question? Like, come on. Well, thanks for joining the pod today. Adam Schneeberger, everybody. Welcome to the pod. Welcome to the pod. It's nice to have you. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we've had a run of guests. Um, we decided I think it's time to talk to the man himself and uh, the bookkeeper. The perpetual contender. He's the bookkeeper. Adam, the bookkeeper, Schneeberger. That got me going pretty good when you gave me the book, the bookkeeper. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. It suits you. But we've noticed that you're climbing the rankings. And I, you know, I was surprised at the beginning when you were kind of, I don't know what was going on with you. It was very unschneeberger like You're kind of riding the, the, the bottom of the standings. And uh, last couple of weeks seemed to have been good for you. What's been going on? Well, beyond stating the obvious, I thought I had a really good week, but I think I just played Zach this week. So that was a... Uh, <laughs> Pretty sweet. That was a good notch on the belt to make me feel good about myself. But then once I started comparing my numbers to the rest of the league, I'm like, okay, middle of the pack kind of guy. That's all right. So it's so funny how you can be dominating a week and then you like start comparing yourself to the league. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. But like, how good does it make you? How are you saying you don't feel as good about your team as it looks like you're doing just because of the competition and you're kind of like, I don't know where my team's at or like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I think uh, even coming after 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 draft night, I wasn't feeling too hot about my team. Didn't have the greatest keepers going in. And then after draft, I was like, okay, we're about a middle-of-the-road team. And, you know, a few weeks into the season, we're about a middle-of-the-road team, even though we're – I think we're second place now because of our, our big big win. But we're not turning it on yet. DeGrom and that second-round pick really hurt me, even though everyone knew he was hurt. I decided to take the leap, and it was a bad leap. Fell off a cliff. But hopefully if he turns it on later uh, and everyone else kind of just stays their course, we'll be okay. Can you point to like a player that you picked up or a hole that you filled that you felt like you didn't have that would attribute to some of the successors? Have you been patient and just waiting for it? I didn't think I had much uh, hitting getting into it. And y'all even dogged on my Profar pick last week. And I just looked and I'm pretty sure he's a top 100 player right now. So Yeah, they said that and you clowned on me for saying that, so... Jerks and Profar. Everybody thinks about picking up Profar like during the year. Uh, and you're just like, ooh, look how good he looks right now. Sheen will drop Profar in He's two actually 0 for his last night. I was going to say, so. he ain't making it much farther. Yeah, I was I was going to say too. Schnee picked him up on April 21st. Since then, he's gone three for 32. Yeah, Great exactly. pickup, Schnee. Great pickup. That's clearly a guy who's <laughs> never had him before. 
Because anybody who's ever owned that guy before is like, no, not touching. Yeah, remember when he was a top prospect? That, that was, was cool. Awesome. With the Rangers, right? For your yeah. Texas Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Ron Jarris. I don't know what happened, but I mean, it's kind of, he's a good player. I don't think Nelly Cruz has really turned it on like he needs to, he, even though he's 40 years old and will he turn it on? Who knows? But I have a lot of players I feel like just haven't started hitting yet besides Mookie. He turned it on and uh, he's made it feel like I'm enjoying a Mike Trout-esque player. I've never had one of those, this guy is amazing type guys. Who are you most excited about on your team right now? Is it Mookie? Uh, he gives me a lot of excitement. I don't like having first round keepers, but I can already kind of, the way he's shaping up, The I didn't know he did this amount of baseball um, numbers wise. Uh, so, but Shane McClanahan, probably, I don't even know if that's how you say his last name, but he sounds um, like a hockey player. I definitely like him and how he's right. I like how he's turned out so far. So I have a question for you. When, cause you have guys that you've drafted that you're still hoping will, will bloom a little bit, kind of like Profar has been doing. What's your limit to how long you'll hold on to somebody until you're like, all right, I know this guy was a top 10 pick, but he's just not cutting in and we're however far along into the season. He's asking for a friend. (laughs) I feel like I have a little longer leash than most people. Uh, I just picked up Joey Gallo, who was a sixth round pick. Someone dropped and, you know, I, I have Luke Voigt, who was my 23rd round pick, who I still think he's not great, but he has the potential to hit some home runs. So I'm holding on, holding on. And I think it's like what everyone said. As long as you're kind of contending in that top six of the 12, maybe seven or eight, once the, once the weeks start going by, um, you can hold on to those players. It's just once you kind of, okay, I'm getting beat by Zach 4-6. This isn't good. <laughs> and then Noah beats me. And then Jeff beats me. You can't do that. You lose to all the gouts. That would be ridiculous. It's not good. So you feel like having that longer leash is kind of what keeps you always towards the top? Yeah. Because guys usually come around. Yeah, I think it's all just kind of having faith in your draft. You did, even though people say they kind of just showed up at the draft, you look at baseball all year. You know the players you're targeting. And so once you draft those guys, if you're not making trades, you know, kind of believe in them. There's a couple guys you can pick up and find that good person on the waiver wire who can maybe lead your team to the next level. But uh, for the most part, you spent some draft stock on these guys. Give them some time to pan out. You're not a waiver wire guy, really. I mean, I feel like you haven't done that much. I'm just like kind of looking through some of your activities and stuff like that. And like, yeah, it just seems like you've been so patient. <laughs> like, like, it yeah, may be a lack of decision making because uh, I don't really know. <laughs> not that my team is great, but I don't really know who I want to drop. And when I have that easy droppable guy, it's no problem. I'll pick up someone. I'll use all my pickups that week and then the next week. But once I have... I have to like start questioning. Do I want to drop this guy? That's when yeah. I start. Like I don't really even look at the waiver wire. That's so interesting to hear because like I feel like I'm constantly trying to keep up, you know, like with the the people that are coming up and the people that are getting hot and the people that are getting injured. And it's just like it's very interesting for me to hear that you like you're a successful team. Is that typically how you play it, or is that is that like a, a, a is there a change because of how like active you're able to be, or like how what's going on there? Because that's fascinating. I think it's more dad mode now. Uh, is that I, used what it to, is? I used to be college mode, sit up in the in my little loft with your laptop open every day, just watching sports, watching the waiver wire, seeing what's going on. Now it's oh, let's check the phone at seven thirty p.m. See what happens, and probably don't have enough time besides at work to really dig in and see what's going on. So, like I said, my guys aren't shit in the bed. Excuse the language, but um, <laughs> as long as you're doing okay, sorry, Nora, we'll be okay. So when you are looking at the waiver wire, right? And, you know, reveal as much as you're willing to reveal. But 
when it's time to find somebody to pick up, like, what's your process? Like, what do you look at first? Like, you know, what sticks out to you? Like, what are you kind of hoping will flag to you? If that question makes sense. It does. It does. Yeah. The quick one is probably just uh, the percentage ownership change, whoever's hot at the moment, you know, and then once you go into the trending and see who's hot there. But I think for the most part, it's just going to be team need. Uh, I'm picking somebody up because someone went on the IL or they're not any good and I'm looking to replace that person. I'm not necessarily just trying to find a player to fit in. But I do know people who are more active. Um, they can win categories in the beginning of the year, but I think towards the end of the year is when it starts to hurt you a little bit. You've dropped a couple of players that you probably shouldn't have dropped. And So when you do look to pick up, are you looking at your stats in each category compared to the league and then picking up where you're low in that or is it just like trying to fill the the spot that the person you dropped no i've definitely uh i if only have one closer pretty much i I think i have a second one now but uh it has to do with for me basically team need i see that week i put up 20 rbis and it's nowhere close to where i need to be and uh so i might need to go for another hitter and drop that pitcher here's a would you rather type of situation right we're talking about this before you came on um, okay. So let's say you're, you're out of IL spots. Okay. And you have a catcher. Who's your, who's your current catcher? I don't know if we can use them as an example. It's currently Kiebert Ruiz. It's the nationals catcher. Oh, okay. 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 So let's say he hits the IL, your IL spots are full, right? And you, you, you can't afford to, ha- he's the only catcher you have, right? So whatever, would you rather drop a pitcher, a starting pitcher? That you're that you're you don't want to drop them, right? You're like you're like you were explaining earlier. Like if you have to think about it, you're why do it, right? Like you don't want to drop them, and you have nobody that you really want to drop, but you have a hole in your catcher spot, you know, for the the unforeseen future. What do you do? I think you leave that hole in your catcher spot. I think catcher is probably one of those positions that we've all had hard time accepting. Um, the fact that ESPN makes you draft a catcher on draft night and yet we can go the whole season and have our catcher spot open. You know, there's a lot of talk there that maybe we could have some room for change, but, uh, I think catcher's expendable because there's no one out there who's hitting that next level numbers. So you can always go keep that catcher spot open, do something else and pick up another player. I think it's interesting what what Barton's been doing with Rushman and how how he kind of just let him take over his catcher spot for a couple weeks, even though he wasn't up yet. And so far he's been a bum, but I'm sure he'll get better. I mean, you know, he's, he's touted, right? He's one of those guys you really like as a prospect. So you're probably willing to give those first couple of weeks of swinging and miss to hope they finally catch on. If you could run the league for one day and you could do whatever you wanted rules wise, oh, what wow. rule would you change? Ooh, now wow. we're talking. Now we're talking. Um, Let's paint the picture right now for the viewers. Adam's rubbing his mustache, caressing his beard, thinking deviously. He lit up at the question. (laughs) I think uh, not that this is Noah's fault by any means whatsoever. I think I would force everyone to be in person on the draft. Like, I know we've tried that. It's very difficult. But having us all together in the room, it just makes it so much more fun. Uh, not that everyone who was on their computer during draft night didn't have a lot of fun, uh, but just the draft in baseball is what it's all about, I think. Um, getting to see everyone once a year, I mean, I think that would probably be my main change, even though it's not really a league-type setting change. It's definitely something that I think we should probably focus on and try to do from here on out. I love it. 
I completely agree. I could not agree more with that. And you I think that the draft you're kicked out of the league. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> ah, there's going to be some exceptions. I think the way to do it would be from here on out. When someone chooses to leave the league, the, the recruiting process should include somebody who's we know is going to be able to make a draft. You know what I mean? Mm. There are certain guys that probably will never come to the draft and that's fair. It's, you know, life happens, but I totally agree. I think that I, I'm, I'm typically, if there's a draft happening, I'm there typically. And it's always just such a good time. And you're probably one of the guys who have to travel the farthest. So we, we definitely appreciate that, but yeah, of course. I understand I, me and me and Gene can't always get here from wherever he's coming from at the time. Yes, but. he can. Don't listen to him, Gene. But get I your mean, ass to the draft. <laughs> make an effort at least, you know. Try to talk to your boys and hang out with us. Yeah, I like that. That's very, very good. Right on. Noah, Zach, any other questions for a former champion? How many champions chips do you have? I think I've had that trophy in my house twice now. And you think? Once it was on my mantle when I was a bachelor, and then once Bonnie had to look at it. And <laughs> I guarantee Caroline can't wait to get that thing out of her house. And we need to work on taking that for Max because that thing is probably an abomination over there. Oh my god, it's awful. Yeah, it's, it's awful. Got cobwebs all over it by now. It probably hasn't moved. You're right. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> How does somebody win this league three years in a row? Yeah, be good. I mean, that's just nuts. Do we just say good job, or is it was it just Juan Soto? Because I'm going to go with just Juan Soto. I, I have Juan Soto this year. I'm not sure it's just Juan Soto. But you have Juan Soto in the high rounds. He had the, hey, I picked him up as a prospect, yeah, and he is the man, round. and now he's a free prospect. Here's a 24th rounder. Oh, and now he's in cut in half at 12th. We gave Max a, a pretty good guy, but albeit he picked he picked him up. He, he did the work. He benefited from the, the pause. Do you like the, the July 1st deadline for this? keeper situation i love it i think there needs yeah. to there definitely needs to be some uh, some time during the during the year where you can pick a player up and have the option to keep him but there's you can't do it too long to where people are in last place picking up every future prospect possible you're talking about me the, the person in last who's going to be picking up prospects hey i had i had a few <laughs> years like that i mean we all you go through ups up. and downs and when you have those years pick the right prospect and get ready uh, Schneeberger, are you ever going to have a team name that you stick with? Um, and and or, do you think this is it? Or it seems like you go with what players you have on your team. Yep, it's 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 player-oriented for me. So whatever player I have who I feel like should represent my team, that'll probably be the name that I pick. Is it based more on the player's name or the quality of player? I want it to be more of my top three players. Like I think Wander on my Wander Vision team is probably has the potential to be one of my top three players. He may not be right now, but I want him to be, and I think he is, so that's why. I don't think I name a team after, I want to say Logan Webb, but I actually hope he's good. Um, who else is bad? If you had Isaiah Kiner-Falefa on your team, would you name your team, I kind of want a falafel? I'd say it have to be something falafel. <laughs> I wasn't sure about that one, but falafel balls for sure. <laughs> Right on. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share with the league, with the team, with our, us, the Gelds, that before you go? Um. Well, Noah, he, I know he was eating a lot of crow at the first few weeks, but I, I, I applaud him for that because uh, that means he was willing to get his opinion out there. Um, so I appreciate that. I do want to say you had a few swing and misses. So uh, <laughs> every day. You can live with that, though, right? <laughs> live with it every day, sir. No, I think uh, I think what y'all are doing are great. I think uh, the league enjoys everything, uh, playing every week and then listening to y'all every week. I think we have something good going here, and I think we just need to keep on riding. 
Love it. Thanks, dude. Thanks for joining the show, my friend. Adam, the bookkeeper, Schneeberger, ladies and gentlemen. Good luck to you the rest of the, uh, the rest of the year. See you at the draft, if not before. And uh, yeah, good luck with uh, becoming a professional golfer. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see y'all soon. All right. So Adam Schneeberger, he's he's great. You know? Heck yeah. He seems like a, he seems like an old veteran, but he's only been in the league for five ish years. Like it's been a minute. He was one of the first. That? He was one of the first expansion teams, I think. He was an expansion team. I mean, how many yeah. how many older owners are there? Owners before him left. So Sabi. Yep. Gene. Yep. The three of us. Mm-hmm. That's five. Max Fisher. Max Fisher. Six. And Merck. Yep. And I think. That's it. So he's right in the middle. Yeah, we had some we had some comers and some goers through the years. Right. Some people that just didn't like the didn't like the way that, that things were run here at Gale to see, you Intense. know, and they, either they couldn't just they, yeah, was you that what, I think that's no what it was. No one's taking it easy on you here. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what yeah. it was. Somebody left because they couldn't keep up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, someone left over the rule that the non-rule, the loophole. Someone left over the loophole, the pitcher's loophole. Yeah, we're not mad about that one, but no, of course. But you know, <laughs> no, in hindsight, happens. thank you, thank you, Mark. <laughs> um, but we do want to announce that we have created a podcast inbox for our true fans, our loyal listeners, to write in and give us your feedback. Let us know what you like, what you dislike. Give us some suggestions for segments. Tell us why our league sucks, why our podcast sucks, or hey, tell us why they're all great. You know, I go with the latter. I prefer the latter. Uh, but anything you send in, if you would like, but anything you send in can and will be aired on the podcast. So whatever you maybe, send in, maybe, oh, it has maybe to be good. Gatekeepers here. Well, gatekeepers yeah. for content, but if, but, but whatever you put in the, in the, in the email could be could broadcasted. Be. You are agreeing to our terms and conditions by sending us the email. There you go. Okay. So real quick, I want to just do a fun segment that has nothing to do with Geldesi. And this is for Zach. Former commissioner, Zach Geld, second commissioner of Galaxy Baseball, uh, and future winner. Oh, God. I hope so, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got, like, goosebumps when you said that. <laughs> Quite the rush. Closest I've been. <laughs> so I was reading a Twitter. <laughs> Closest I've been. So I was, I was reading a Twitter thread, and it was talking about the best sports movies, this person's favorite sports movies ever. And I was like, well, how do you rank a sports movie, right? Like, is it based on what you want to watch, what you think is technically the best film, you know, what it is. So Noah and I are going to give you three movies, right? And you have to tell us if they're better or worse than our baseline. Our baseline is a comedy, which makes it hard. Baseline, Happy Gilmore. (laughs) It's a high baseline. It's a high baseline. Very high baseline, as as it should be. And I'm glad to hear you say that. Um, Because it is a very, very strong film. Um, Okay, one question, Jeff. Should yeah. all of ours be? Should we give him the three, like three that we feel are above Happy Gilmore, or does it not matter? I think I'm just, my my approach is giving him three that I personally know that he would probably it would be a hard decision for him. Okay, okay, that's okay. my that's that's okay. what I'm going with. Oh, wow. Perfect. Go ahead. <laughs> Buckle up. Buckle up. Okay. <laughs> so the first movie. Sandlot. Mm. Better. Above. 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 Okay. okay. 
Sandlot, I mean, that's top five favorite movie of all time, period. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll wow. get there. Because I'm going to ask you that at the end. Uh, Noah, go ahead. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the comedy first. And I'll make it even even more, more so relatable. We'll go with Waterboy. Under. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with that. A little, a little too gimmicky for me. But phenomenal film. Still quotable. Very quote. Definitely. Oh, I mean, you know, Adam Stillman knows how to make a sports movie. Okay, here's one I'm going to be reaching for a little bit, but I think I know that you like this movie, so I don't. But I don't know for sure, so we'll try it out. Hardball. Ooh. <laughs> it's so it's very different type of film. We're going to the shit. This is one of the ones we debated most. Yeah. And it's hard because the baseline's comedy, and this has comedic aspects, but I wouldn't call it a comedy. I would agree with that. And there's there's some very touching moments in that movie. Oh yeah, I cr- I cried during this film. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not embarrassed to admit it. You'll know soul if you don't cry. If you've seen it, I'm sure you know when. <laughs> yes. For those of you who haven't seen it, please go see it. I'm not no spoiler, but definitely go to Keanu Reeves' movie. Very very good, very good quality. I'm I'm gonna go with the over. I knew it. Nice. Wow. I'm going to go with the over. Wow. Yeah. That's, okay. That might be controversial, but it I'm might be. It's you... my opinion, and I stand by it. It's <laughs> <laughs> all we can ask for. I'm going to throw you what I know. What, what I know is a classic in the Geld House. So I'm going with a Little Big League. Oh, Little Big That is a strong. Over. Strong. Yeah. Over. Over. Got that, to. That's a nostalgia bomb. Yeah. yeah. Ain't no getting around that. I pissed on Jed Clampett. I pissed on Jed Clampett. Sometimes, like, how many times do you think you've seen that movie? Maybe not front to back every time, but just like. I, 100? I yeah. mean, I, I mean, At it's least. triple digits. There's two that have been yet to be told that I think I would put on the over, but let's see. I'm trying to give you ones like I could give you Rookie of the Year. I could give you yeah. Little Giants. I could give you some of these ones, but yeah, I'm going to give you... That was wonderful. <laughs> I'm going to give you a little bit of a left left field one. How about... Ready? Here we go. Here we go. I see pride. I see power. I see a badass mother that won't take <laughs> no shit <laughs> off of nobody. I see pride one more time. I see power. <laughs> I see no good. <laughs> cool runnings. That's a cool yeah. runnings quote. Yeah, cool uh, runnings. That's, you were not. You were not expecting that coming. I, I, I know. Yeah, I was yeah. not. I was yeah. not. It's hard. It's hard. John Candy. I mean, it's a classic. So the way I'm, I'm viewing these and making my decision uh-huh. is Happy Gilmore. If it's on the guide, I'm going to toss it on. Mm. Right. Every yeah. time. I if I have that. the guide up, I'll toss it on. Maybe I'll put the guide back on. Even if it's for just, just while you're perusing. Exactly. It's, exactly. it's on. So it has to be, uh, oh, it's on. I got it. No, I I'm not the on. only one. I'm not the only one that does that. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. I think that's a, does everybody yeah. not do that? Yeah, it's you, a browsing. You, it's a browsing. You guide until you find something. Yeah, uh, while, you're, while you're looking. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. the whole point of like guides nowadays. Yeah. Mine has picture in picture. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Your your so, enjoyment while you're scrolling. It's like hold music. <laughs> it's like elevator music. <laughs> it's like good hold music, though. Exactly. You get to choose it. 
Right. Okay. So sorry. Cool. So this has to be a film for it to be an over. It has to be a film that I'm going to toss on if the guy, if it's on the guide. And you would say Sandlot, Hardball, and Little Big League are all on that list. Correct. Okay, go ahead. Cool Runnings. Mm Mm-hmm. Though it's a classic. It is a classic. I don't know if it's an if it's an instant guide toss on. So I might have to go with the under. Hey, listen. No one's gonna judge you. Okay, is karate a sport? Karate? Yeah. Yeah, it's a sport. It could be. I feel like I know where you're going with this. But I, I just don't listen. If you consider it a sport, if you consider it a sports movie, well, where do you think I'm going means, with this? I'm curious to see where you think I'm going with this. It's obvious. What, what is it? Tum tum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't thinking that at all. That's exactly it. <laughs> you fucking oh, nailed it. Man. Oh, dude. Oh man! Inside joke. Oh man! (laughs) (laughs) Fucking three digits, baby. Hey, listen. If I mean, if you consider karate a sport, then it's a sports movie. No, okay, no, okay, no. I got another one. I got another one. Oh my god! (laughs) An under. It's an under for me. Uh, That's that's an under. That's a nostalgia. That's a nostalgia pick, but it doesn't go beyond that. Ready? Here we go. Rudy. I was never a Rudy guy. It's under, that was easy for under. Too, yeah. too old for okay. me. If you would have given me Little Giants with Jeff Burned earlier, Little Giants would have been a tough one. But that's an exception to the guide rule because it's so rarely on. I'm going to toss it on every time. It's so good. Little Giants is is, so. is one of the. I mean, okay, wait. In a second, I'm going to ask you for your top, like your top three. Okay. But, uh, I just want to give a quick recap. Okay, I'll get one more. Let me give him one more. Let me give him okay, one, one more. Okay, one more. One more. Here, here's why you're doing one more. Because right now there are three over and three under. So we have to break the tie. Tiebreaker. Okay, here's my one more. Last one. Last one. Here we go. Major League. I was waiting for Major League. Major League is a phenomenal film, but I don't know if it's an over for Happy Gilmore. Okay. I agree with that. So I'm thinking I'm going to have to go under with that one. All right. It's my favorite sports movie of all time. That's all right. No, I know that that's, that's a Noah. That's a big Noah movie. Of course, it makes total I think sense. if I had to pick my number one, like the movie that I, the Island movie type Major of thing. Major League Three, Back to the Miners. <laughs> Nailed it. Scott Bakula all day. <laughs> we, we didn't even bring in Mighty Ducks. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to talk about here, but um, little, it's for me, it's a little big league and it will always be. Okay, so here's a recap. Uh, we got Happy Gilmore right in the middle. Sandlot, Hardball, Little Big League, above the threshold. Major League Cool Runnings, Waterboy, and Rudy, below the threshold. All right, so that stands to question. Zach, top three. Sandlot and Little Big League, definitely two of the top three. Okay. You got so many. You got Field of Dreams. You got The Rookie. That was the you Titans. That was one that got Remember a the lot Titans. Of Alley Cat Strikes. I mean, we got a lot of great ones. <laughs> we didn't talk about Eddie. Eddie, I was, I was like... Eddie, uh, or the surfer that goes to Cincinnati. What was that movie? With the rollerblade. Johnny Tsunami, come on, No, man. no, no, no. No, no, no. Surf Ninja. A- no, Airborne. It was called Airborne. No, Surf Ninja. Johnny no, Tsunami. that's not... No, he goes... This is Do you remember Surf place. Ninja? Yeah. Well. Great Rob, movie. Rob Schneider. Yeah. Was he in that? 
He was the goofy friend. And they went into the like the video game thing. Yeah, well, the the little kid had the Sega Genesis that controlled yeah. people. Yeah. Um, Leslie Nielsen was the bad guy. Yeah. Celtic Pride. Sorry, but I really gotta, really gotta go. Uh, that's a good um, one too. You know who wrote that movie? Judd Apatow. And I don't know. Colin Quinn. Really? Co- co-written. Look at that. You learn something new every day. Trivia question: Who is the sports figure they come in at the end? At the end of the movie, and they're like gonna kidnap him. Uh, I believe it was Michael Irving. Very good guess, but incorrect. Mm. But very good guess. Oh, I remember who. It who was would be now. the other person? Dion Sanders. Mr. Dion Sanders. Mr. Dion. Uh, and so here we go. We've reached the segment that everybody tunes in for. That's Clamor. why we save it till the end, because otherwise they won't listen to anything else. But the, the, the voice, the reason, the logic, the comfort of the commish in his corner, we present to you this corner. week's commish corner. Take it over, commish. Commish's corner for one week, and one week only is now commish's therapy session. And I come to you today, my beautiful Gildersy patients with just one piece of advice. Stop watching those early week matchup box scores. It just does you no good. It's taking years off your life. Now I know there's nothing better than sneaking a peek at that fresh new matchup on a Tuesday and seeing yourself up eight to two. That bolt of electricity that accompanies a 703 box score is exhilarating. Might even make you want to take a run at your wife. But dig just a little deeper, and your heart begins to find doubt. Oh, my opponent hasn't had a starting pitcher go yet this week. Or they only played five players on a Monday. And you realize it's only Tuesday. But that moment of euphoria that accompanies seeing a lead is enough to suck you in, to search for that next wave of emotion. On a Wednesday, you tell yourself, we're only three days into this week, and manage the expectations should be tops to your agenda. But damn it, you're up 7-1 home runs, and your opponent's whip is nearly 2. And there's no way for them to make up that 14-6 lead you got in RBIs. Blinded by pure joy, all you can see in your mind's eye is rolling into a sunny evening with an easy 7-3, even 8-2, V-I-C-T-O-R-Y. But Thursday inevitably hits like a roughneck door. Right hook. Your opponent had four players in the night games. Three hit a home run. How on earth did they get 10 RBIs in four games? What? Two quality starts and a save? You now find yourself inexplicably down 4-5-1. And all you can see is the demon Vecna stalking you, waiting to bring you yet another come-from-behind loss. You begin to scramble. You pick up that Saturday starting pitcher you know you shouldn't. You bench a player who gets hot over the weekend. You begin to second guess. You begin to lose sleep. Food loses its taste. Music loses its rhythm. Every crack of the bat feels like one more swinging for the fence's hat against your soul, leading to inevitable disaster. But then, your team finds life. Can you get back in this? 
The Friday despair turns into Saturday hopefulness. I just need four more runs, or if my pitcher can strike out six, I'm still in this. And finally, the Sunday night game ends. The week complete. You take one last look at Gildasid. Four, five, one. Four, five, one. Not much changes in the standings and a new week begins. You promise yourself not this time. As you close your eyes, jealousy daydreams help you drift off to sleep. You promise to not let the beginning of the week be like the last. No box score could affect you. After all, it's just a game. But Monday morning brings new hope. A new opponent. A new opportunity to take jealousy by storm. And hey... I know it's early, but that's the harm in seeing how many runs I'm up. I did score 10 today, and the cycle starts anew. So friends, ignore that early box score. Fight that urge for early week ecstasy. Because at the end of the week, we're all fighting for that 6-4 win. Jeff? <laughs> it's crazy the, the the box score watching you are definitely right it's like there's literally no point and then you make rash decisions and those rash decisions bug you i made a rash decision i've made a couple already this season because i'm like that motherfucker just went six who's been there he gives up five runs yeah. through two innings uh. right and then you drop him because you're like, fuck this guy. You drop his ass. And then he ends up going like nine innings and getting 14 strikeouts. But he had like the five. The, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's happened to me as well. Of anyway. Of course. Anyway. Solid speech, I my friend. I think this was a reverse therapy session. You got me all riled up. Uh-oh. Seriously. Let's go. It's Monday now. So we're it's sitting Monday, there a fresh slate. Ugh. It's always a fresh slate and it always ends shit. All right, so that is the podcast for Tuesday, May 31st. Thank you so much to the bookkeeper, Adam Schneeberger, for joining us today. Zach, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Noah, Commissioner, thank you, sir. Hey, thank you. Please write into the pod, geldesypod at gmail.com. All right, until next time, my (laughs) friends, we'll be back. We'll talk to you again. We'll be in your ear soon. I can't wait to be winning this league. Bye.